Planet X Cinema is a pop-up movie theater showing righteous trash cinema. Each week on this show, the Hicks brothers meet to take suggestions for new movie titles from the Planet X faithful and turn them into brand new films. It's fake movies from the minds of madmen. Welcome to the Planet X Cinema podcast. I am Drew Hicks. I am your brother, Blair Hicks. Blair, thank you for joining me here today uh, with the other members of the press. I do have, uh, I just have some words that I need to say. I'm going to try to get through them here. I did spend most of our last episode, Go Go Ghouls, referring to Hammer films as the Hammer Brothers films. Hold your questions, hold your questions. I do know that the Hammer Brothers are a Super Mario villain and that it is actually called Hammer Films. Uh, That's all I have to say. Actually, I... um... My name is Blair Hicks. I'm the co-host of this show. I actually have, um, I have something I've been sitting on. Oh, Blair, join, join me on the dais here, would you? <laughs> do, yeah. you do you also have something? <laughs> Thank you. Could you just a little bit to the side? Thank you very much. Camera, which, which camera? This one? Okay, this one. All right, hi. Um, my name is Blair Hicks, and um, during the recording of last week's show, um, during which my brother, as he has admitted, uh, referred to Hammer film productions as the hammer brothers i uh not only heard him do it and knew he was wrong at the time uh, but did not correct him out of cowardice uh, i wasn't even being mean i just didn't want to interrupt the flow of a podcast which has basically no flow so <laughs> if um if anyone has any questions well it's just the two of us do you have any questions about what happened drew no no i have i have no questions i you know, I'm not even going to apologize for it. I'm, I'm proud of what I did because I think there ought to be a Hammer Brothers film, a, a spinoff of the Super Mario Brothers film, just about the Hammer Bros. And it can be set, it can be a direct sequel to the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, 93, 94? Something Brothers. like that, yeah. <laughs> it, it was definitely, it was. You no, know, actually, now, now, now that I mentioned that, you know, that, it was one, that's one of those movies from that era that is set up for a hard sequel. Like the last, the last, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen Super Mario Brothers, but the last shot of that movie is Princess Peach jumping through a portal and being like, you guys have to come back. And they're like, oh no. And then girl credits. Have so you ever seen like- the comic book continuation? Uh, no, I didn't know that existed. Now, Holy there, shit. There's an individual who uh, attempted to start it. I don't know how far they got. Um, I, I looked into it a month ago and I wasn't able to. But they actually picked it up right there and did... So this is a fan comic? Yes. And it was a, oh, okay. it was a beautiful black and white web comic. And it was very Super Mario Brothers 2 um, heavy. So there were, but well, like there were shy guys, but they weren't squat little dudes. It was sort of like, you know, putty people with these crazy, you know, Uh shy guy masks on and things. It was actually fairly legit. Like, and it was, it was interesting watching it. It was kind of before crowdfunding though. So I, I don't know whatever, whatever happened. We should track that. We should track down the artist. Give him a little plug. That sounds cool. I will, I will try Um, to do that. I appreciated his effort. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was uh I don't know. Go Go Ghouls was was a fun episode, you know, barring my disgusting Super Mario Brothers slip up. Um it was weird though for us. It was a little rambly, but I think I feel like we got into like some different histories along the way, like Angry Young Men and Kitchen Sink stuff and uh 60s music and stuff. So hopefully people found that at least kind of interesting. Uh and it, Hammer Horror. Like I was surprised listening back at it that like I was dropping, oh yeah, Peter Cushing was in 
horror of Dracula. Mm-hmm. He was in Rise of Dracula. You know, he, he I'm I'm proud of us because we went the whole episode and didn't make one Grand Moff Tarkin joke. No, not a single one. Not a single one. And that was, I'm, you, we earned a gold star for us. Yes. And I commented in the episode that it took us um, an inordinate amount of time before one of us did a bad Cockney accent. We also refrained from doing a lot of bad accent work, although for some reason you did start uh, using mod slang in a Brooklyn accent, which was very different, mm-hmm. but kind of fun. Kind of fun. Kind of fun. Kind of well, on this show, we don't, we're not here to talk about the sins of the past. We are here to create new righteous trash movies from suggestions given to you by us. Uh, you can get those suggestions to us one of two ways over on our website, planetxcinema.com, by clicking on the submit button right up there, or uh, by emailing us at planetxcinema@gmail.com, or by tracking us down on the street and screaming at us, which is how we've gotten most of our suggestions. Uh, and with that in mind, Blair, uh, I want to come. I want to get to this one this week. Uh, it is from Ben Bellamy. Thank you, Ben. Oh, thank you, Ben. Yeah, we're doing another doing another Bellamy. All right. Well, we we have to do another Ben Bellamy, and the reason is I started to think about this one. Oh, like you can't just, see that. It, creep, so it creeped into my head. I know it creeped into my head, and I was just like, mm, "Man, do I want to do that one? I cannot wait to get to it." And I was like, "Fuck that! We got to we got to pull the ripcord on that one right away." I cannot plant it in. Smoking hot. I they're smoking hot, and so if we do a couple in a row, I don't think anyone who listens is really going to mind because they're all pretty hot. Which one have you selected? I bring to you this week as our title: Heatline Jamaica. Oh God, it's a good one. Now, I want to be clear: Heatline colon Jamaica. Now, here's why I love this one. It it is it has so much in it. We've got to figure out what heat line is, not hotline, heat line. What the hell is that? Right, no right. And then, and then whatever heat line is, it's also in Jamaica, which means it's not usually in Jamaica or it's some kind of protocol or something that is related to Jamaica. I don't know. I just think there's, there's a space here we can play in and get away with just about anything. It's not like an, an anonymous advice line for arsonists. You've called heat line. Yeah, I keep setting shit on fire. Well, you've called the right people. Right, but but in Jamaica, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, heat heatline Jamaica. Heatline Jamaica. Is it a spy movie? It, Ooh, it, that's fun. Or a or a special ops like Mission Impossible type. Yeah, it does kind of connotate that, right? Like, what? yeah, it's like um, oh, that's very obvious. I just I just want there to be a speedboat race in this film. See, I was thinking like like four wheelers going through the jungle. Okay. Does Jamaica have jungles? They have forests, right? It's an island. Jamaica. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have a bobsled team. They, they do. And, uh, and John Candy was... <laughs> played I'm, I'm going to challenge us. Let's not do any Jamaican accents this episode. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm not... <laughs> Yes, they have jungles, they have waterfalls, lakes. Right, yeah, okay, it's a Caribbean island. They got to have stuff like that. It's a beautiful country, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, yeah, they see, do. Okay, this is, this is already dicey because most, okay, so there, there was a trope in the 80s for uh, Universal films, right? I think it was Universal that, like, every time they needed to go to Latin American country, they would just use a fake Latin American country called Valverde. 
So that's like where Commando takes place. It's where Predator takes Predator. place. Yeah, Predator was in Valverde. Right? Yeah, there's a bunch of them, right? So like, and, and it's mentioned all the time too. Like in, in passing, people just be like, oh, the oil in Valverde is really running out or what? Like anytime they needed a, because they didn't want to deal with any baggage, right? They just right. needed like a jungle to go to and have adventures in. Also, in the 80s, nobody wanted to talk about what Americans were actually doing in Central and South America. Right, yeah. I mean, that was probably part of it too, right? Like, oh, no, I mean, that was a big part of it. I yeah. It now, we've stepped into some dicey waters because we're going to Jamaica, which means I don't know much about Jamaican culture. I, I'm guessing you don't know much about Jamaica. I know, uh, I know they make really good sweet potatoes and roast chicken because there was a very nice Jamaican man who used to be across the street from the place I worked, and he would serve that to me. Um, does it, does it have to be in Jamaica? Can Jamaica be a, a code word? It's then it's like a two code word title though, right? Heatline Jamaica could be, that could be, that could be a code phrase though. But I don't know why you'd put Jamaica in the title if it doesn't have anything to do with Jamaica. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to keep us out of a quandary that if you think that there might be one, I, I have no problem with this, but I have a legitimate question for you because we, I said there should be a speedboat race. You were like, I was thinking four wheelers. Like that mm-hmm. sounds like a really fun action, like maybe a spy movie or some yeah. kind of movie. The question with those kinds of movies, I love those. A lot of them are Planet X films. Is Blair, that Blair, I want to stop you right there. Is your question, should we stop and just talk about Hulk Hogan's Thunder in Paradise? Because yes. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not a that's not. A, I would have made a declarative statement. <laughs> no, no, no. You go on. I'll I'll work Thunder in Paradise in here in another way. Oh, it's. I'm sure we will talk about it three or four Thunder times before in Paradise. Oh. Lightning striking twice. God damn, Thunder in Paradise. Okay, I'm sorry. Please continue. Please continue your thought. I did a, I did a bad bit. My question is, how do you take... The, the question with those movies is, how do you take them and you, and you elevate them to Planet X films? So it's like, you, we've talked hmm. about okay. Dead Heat. Dead Heat is just a buddy cop film. You go like, well, how do you make a buddy cop film into a Planet X movie? Oh, well, they're zombies. Yeah, you bring the living dead into it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, how do you... Okay, let's say we did a spy movie. We've never done a spy movie. That sounds kind of fun. Well, okay, uh, but I think, yeah, to your point, there is a model for this, and it is the action spy movie of... Or, like, not even spy, but, like, the action thriller kind of thing that yeah. I, I associate most with like late 90s, early 2000s. Although I'll tell you what's a banger of one is the fucking Triple X movies. The Triple yes. X movies are fucking great because number one, Vin Diesel's an absolute madman. And I mean that as a compliment from the bottom of my heart. But the whole premise of it is there's a secret government organization run by Samuel L. Jackson where he recruits extreme sports athletes to be super spies. And that's a fucking movie. Like <laughs> I'll watch the fuck out of those movies. It's very hard Eagles-esque. Right. Um, and so we can't we can't go too far that way but i well, think i think if if it's a spy movie thriller movie as the framework but the conceit is it's uh i don't know we, we gotta do something there it's the kids from rad or it's a dirt bike or something so there's another thing that we're dancing around that just needs to be stated the title screams miami virus yeah like, this movie people are wearing white sports coats rolled up 
to the sleeves. This is like a cocaine movie. This is okay. Whoa, whoa, yes, holy. But shit. it's not cocaine. It's like some kind of crazy mind. Maybe the drug is what's weird. But that's this is a coke movie. This okay, is a coke what if, movie. What if? Oh, okay. What if? Yeah. What if this is a late '80s movie, right? Or we'll, we'll figure we'll figure out the year later. What if the premise is you have a team of super spies, really tight though, not Fast and Furious, where we're talking about like there's 300. It's Ocean's Eleven with cars. Uh, but not like one super soldier. What if you have like an A-team-esque like four-person squad and they get assigned to heat line missions and heat line missions are like something critical is going down. We can't deploy the army. We have to send in a special heat line squad. It's a heat line. This, like is, a this heat- is setting up like this could be a series of movies. Heat line sure. Jamaica, heat, sure. line, heat line Moscow. Hit line the moon, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Heat line, citizens on patrol. It could but be. You know, like, you know, I, movies like they love, like Broken Arrow. It was yeah. like, we got a broken arrow. Broken arrow means they stole a nuclear bomb. Like, oh, that's a cool fucking sounding word. Like, I can probably write a 90 page script around that word. <laughs> like, what if, yeah. what if, like, yeah, like, okay, let's, let's double down. What if all this, like, bullshit CIA stuff in Latin America in the 80s, they had a term for, like, when a situation was going real bad and it was like, oh, we got a heat line. This is very good. The heat's uh, moving up. That's what it's like, you know, like a thermostat. Like, oh, it's getting hotter in Jamaica. We got a heat line. We got we to gotta knock this out. Send in the squad. Yeah. How hot is the situation? It's reached heat line, Mr. President. Well, then we need to, we need to right. send in our boys. Our, that's right. Our, our heat line boys. I like that, actually. I think that's really fun. Um, well, it's I also, cool, too, because now we get to invent a dumb James Bond villain. Uh, we get to have a bunch of fun playing with Hot Wheels in Jamaica. Sure. And then Jamaica just becomes a backdrop, right? Right, and, and, you know, like, we can use Jamaica without making, like, Jamaica is obviously sort of, like, scene dre- I'm sure they don't shoot it in Jamaica. I'm sure, I'm sure they shoot it in fucking Florida. <laughs> they, they shot it on the Universal backlot. Don't get it Gainesville twisted. Gainesville is where they shot it. <laughs> like, just, you got palm trees in Gainesville? Great. We're going to fucking shoot a, a Jamaica movie there. But yeah. um, I do like the idea of... <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think Jamaica had, like, pine forest. Are there a lot, a lot of evergreens in there? <laughs> Jamaica looks a lot like southern Georgia. What the hell is going on here? Boy, that's the truth, man. If they shot this today, it'd be shot in Atlanta like everything else. They shot the Baywatch movie in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, they shoot everything in Atlanta. It's all uh, Actually, this is crazy. It all has to do with the Koch brothers. Is this Hollywood Drew's? Uh, oh, uh, sure, yeah. Welcome to Hollywood Drew's Corner. So move uh, different cities uh, in different states, typically, uh, can offer tax incentives for movies. So if you shoot your movie in whatever state, they write you these enormous rebates, and you basically end up like not having to spend any money to shoot your movie in the state. Texas famously had these uh, in the 90s, and so there were a ton of movies shot here in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, there's a period in the 2000s where, like, for no reason at all, lots of movies and TV shows took place in uh, Arizona. And that was because Arizona had some amazing tax incentives. Uh, Chicago went crazy on this stuff. Illinois did uh, in, in the 2000s as well. But the Koch brothers, uh, conservative money people, the Koch brothers. I am aware um, of these. Of these yeah, and, and literal, uh, you know. They're the literal devil. The the literal fucking devil. Yeah, they are the tenth and eleventh princes of hell. Um, <laughs> they're, they they're the bad guys and how great how great thou art too. <laughs> the Coke brothers. The oh no, we've said it three times. Now they'll come. They'll come. Oh, no. <laughs> 
yeah, anyway, they pumped a bunch of money into the Georgia economy and convinced the legislature to basically pass all these crazy tax incentives. So, like, most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are actually shot in Atlanta, which a lot of people don't know. There's a huge film industry down there now, uh, which is great for Atlanta. Great for not knocking at uh, Georgia at all, any way, shape, or form. But these things do kind of move around. So, there you go. All right. So, heat line. Do we like this? Is this good? Kind of a spy thing? I, I like it. What I was going to suggest is I made some dumb offhand comment uh, to start with, as opposed to the dumb offhand comments that uh, drive the podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of like the idea of the situation being like, so people are drug running and maybe they're using Kingston or whatever as a port to kind of like, as a midway point to get drugs into the States. It has a very 80s vibe. We said it was a Coke movie. Mm-hmm. What if what they're shipping is something People think that, that we think that it's drugs, but it's way weirder than that. And we've, we've done Nazi scientists in South America. I don't want to do that, like, Nazi mind control. But I'm thinking, like, if you really want to Planet X this up, is there a way that we can combine Miami Vice, like, the, the last third of GoldenEye, uh-huh. and something batshit insane? You know, the aliens or, yeah, yeah. or I, I don't want to do horror. I, I think it'd be funnier if it was tech tech related or something like that. You um, know, we've done, yeah. How can we challenge ourselves here? Because we've done a lot of movies that are like uh, the government trying to get something back or somebody chasing down government secrets. But I like the idea of just doing like terrorists like nuclear bombs, just like something bad, something just, something we don't have to explain. Like, I don't want to do another convoluted kind of like high concept sci-fi thing. No, I want to spend our time developing this team and their ridiculous yeah. weapons. So like, let, let's make it something this simple. Is good. This is good though, because yeah, okay, this is like a Ninja, uh, American Ninja 2, where they, they go to a Caribbean island and they think that the whole time it's about drug trade. And then it turns out it's actually the ninjas from the first movie that are that are like they're using the drugs to launder money basically so like a vast money laundering thing involves it that movie's really really excellent if you haven't seen it it's so very good but yeah maybe, i like, well, maybe, I like maybe. sorry i'm sorry no what i was gonna say is yeah maybe it's like oh we're we're moving drugs in and out of jamaica and it's destabilizing the government and so of course like they're like well that's not a heat line that's just that's business as usual like right but they're like, no, 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 because there's been a break. And actually, the drugs have been a red herring all along. So now we have lots of, like, goons, right? Like, druggy goons we can just throw at our heroes on their journey to the real thing, which, I don't know, is it, it could just be a nuclear bomb, I guess. We could steal Broken Arrow's plot. Well, um, it, could somebody be uh, Cadillacing one piece at a time, some sort of nuclear weapon? Do you know the Johnny Cash song? Cadillac one piece at a time. He works in a Cadillac car factory. Now (laughs) I can can fully write the rest of that song in my head. (laughs) He works in a Cadillac factory and over a couple of decades, he takes one piece every day home from work. And then at the end of the song, he's got this car that's made of like 9 million. It's like the front bumper was a 58 and the left fender was a 78. Legitimately buy these parts or did he... Shawshank Redemption. Did he Shawshank Redemption this car together behind yeah, a Rita Hayworth poster? <laughs> he's working. He's working on the line. In fact, I would love to make a Planet X movie called Cadillac One Piece at a Time because it's a great name for a for a movie. But Pretty yeah, good. well, what I'm getting at is like drug shipment, drug shipment. That's not heat line. They go like, oh no, actually, every time they bring a shipment in, they're bringing a piece of. 
something. I I also like that. I don't want to lean too hard on on a movie we just referenced. I also like the idea of them going like, oh well, it's drug running, and then go like, oh, you don't know who's running the drugs. You know. Okay. What if what if we did this? So like, I mean, I'm thinking about Triple X now and the beginning to the second Triple X movie, Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, begins with a satellite being pulled out of orbit and like used like a nuclear warhead. It's very cool. Um, what if, uh, but th- this reminds me that there is legitimately a thing that the military uses that is a rail gun. It's the size of a, a, a like an aircraft carrier and it shoots bullets using magnets into space to blow up space debris. No oh. shit, it's a real thing. It's so cool. It's so cool. Uh, what, if, what if the villain's thing uh, is like he's slowly building this rail gun on the side of a mountain, like a Jules Verne gun, even cooler, on the oh, side yeah. of a mountain. Yeah, yeah. And his yeah, whole thing yeah, is like, yeah. he, the way that they find out about this is he's taking out satellites. So he's like, I, I don't care what you do in the world. I live in Jamaica. I don't give a shit. You pay me enough money, I'll take out anyone's intelligence satellites. This is very good. So now we've got, this is great too, because now we got to go to the mountains where this thing is. It's a huge gun, which means we can probably shoot an airplane out of it. Somebody's got to ride one of these bullets. Like, it, well, it means what we have to do is we start at the beach. That there's there's a boat yes, scene to go to yes. the island. We're on the beach now. There's like a there's a beachcomber kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then we got to get up the mountain. There's there's an action scene going up the mountain. This is uh, perfect. We can, we can, using Meyerhold's story triangle, right, as the action escalates, we are also physically moving up in topography. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Right now, we figure out who the bad guy is. We make it nice and neat, put it in a little box. That's his plot. Give him a name. We can cast him. I don't fucking care. Then let's get Ooh. to work on this team, this heat line team that's heading to Jamaica. Thank okay, you. do you want to cast this guy, or do you just want to, like, name him and stuff? Because I have an well, idea. Well, I'm I'm open to ideas. What do you have? Okay, do you know who Matthias Houses or Hose House? I I do not. You spell it. Look him up, Matthew or Matthias. Excuse me, Matthias, and his last name is H U E S. You may actually recognize this dude. He is a massive German bodybuilder dude who like. Um, oh, he played a Klingon. Yeah, dude, and he hung out with like uh, JCVD and Schwartz. Like he's been like a bit player in a bunch of like. Oh, he's got a really good look for a bad guy. Right? And he, uh, he, he, he had a bit part in, uh, he had like a recurring villain in the Conan the Barbarian TV show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Since getting ready to play Time Cop, I've been looking up a lot of these guys and kind of trying to get to know them. And like, this dude has worked his whole life. He's fucking great. Here's the best part. He lives in Bali. So he took whatever money he made from like D-level straight-to-video uh, uh, movies bought a house in bali so he's kind of got like a jimmy buffett pirate vibe thing and he also described himself once as rucker hauer if he did steroids <laughs> like, I, I have a huge heart up for this guy i fucking love this cat and i want to put him in something can we make matthias house the like white conqueror character building a railgun on top of a mountain in jamaica we absolutely can he's 59 he's the perfect age also his birthday is uh valentine's day Oh, so next time Valentine's well, Day, I do follow him on Instagram, and he he tweets a lot of sweet stuff about his wife. Oh, isn't that, isn't that nice? Well, he never well, really then, got a break, and I, I hurt for the guy. I, I want him to be the biggest deal. 
Um, I don't feel like Heatline Jamaica was that for him, but it does sound like the kind of movie he would have done. Well, I recognized him as he he played one of the Klingons in Star Trek Six. I think you're right. I Wait, think you're totally yeah, right. Because yeah, one of my that's that was as at least as a child was by far my favorite Star Trek flick. So that's hey, great. If you, were, if you were six foot something and kind of looked like a caveman, like you got work on Star Trek. Like, <laughs> probably, probably five or six seasons, you got an episode of <laughs> yeah. Next Gen. Your Worf's uh, uh, brother's best friend. All right, well, get him on here. Get him on here. Yeah, get him back on. Get him back on. Put put some blue shit on his face. You're no. You're good. You're good. What am I? You're in. And Dar Leon. <laughs> go, go be big. Go be big on Star Trek. Um, that's great. I like his plot. Um, mm-hmm. Let's put our team together. And okay. then let's, like, then let's get in the sandbox with what we've got and mm-hmm. start playing. Does that, does that feel good? That feels very good. I do. Because <sighs> I don't want to keep calling him Matthias Howes or Hughes, however you say it. Uh, wait, you, you took a bunch of German? How do you say that last name? Well, H-A-U-S, which you No, 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 H-U-E-S. God, I don't know. It's, Hughes? Hugh, I mean, Hughes is how we would say it in America. Let me look at the pronunciation guide here. Mm-hmm. I mean, apologies. There is none. That's how okay. minimal I'm going to say it Hughes. So apologies to Matthias Hughes if I got that wrong. I will, I will offer an apology at another press conference next week. I will find out. We're clearly fans of your work, sir. So like, no, like fully legitimately, like he has love. an incredible look. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing but love coming from if us. If that so. guy didn't go out for the Vigo audition for Ghostbusters two, then like some casting director fucked up. Holy shit! Yeah, um, shirtless Vigo would have been fucking radical. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, v- Vigo was. Um, we may have to cut this out, but Vigo was actually played by. Was it? Wasn't. Dolph, who who did? No, no, no. It wasn't Dolph Lundgren. Um, um, but it was they had to they had to overdub all of his his lines because his actual voice is just sad and 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 weird. Uh, Vigo was played by Wilhelm von Homburg. Um, who was in? Uh, he actually was also in um, Die Hard. He was one of the he was one of uh, Hans Gruber's guys in Die Hard. Very brief. Oh yeah, there we are. All um, right. So yes, I agree with you. We've got Matthias Hughes in place as our villain that's great we'll give him a really cool name later i don't think we need to necessarily name everybody now for the squad do you want to approach this from like i want this actor in this film do you want it like i want this function on the team or like i think or like how do we do or are they all kind of samey like how do we how do we differentiate these guys i think you raise a you raise a really good question because if you start going roles basically you're going to put the a team together right and and you don't want to do like face you know, and Mr. T and like, you don't want to do the oh, same ones. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Okay, you know, because because you go like, okay, we have a team of four or five guys. You go like, oh, it's really easy. You have a you have a strategist, you have a strong right. guy, you have a master of disguise, and what a helicopter pilot or something. And you go like, that's every team that you put together. What what what's going to make this Heatline team so fun? Like, why is it? Why why aren't they just making an A team movie? Well, okay, and I think I think the answer to that may lie. We need to get into the diegesis of this film. We need to get into the world that this film inhabits. Okay. This or do we, are we calling them a Heatline team, or are we saying Heatline is a crisis that requires a team like this? Because I kind of like the second one better. I liked I, your line earlier, like we have a Heatline, sir. I like the second one way better. Great. This Great. is this is like an immediate immediate crisis response team. 
Right. Okay. The situation is getting worse. Temperatures are rising. We're tracking a heat line. A heat line where? In Jamaica. Send in the squad. Whatever. We need Bolisario on this one. <laughs> we need, I don't know, whoever. Um, so, okay. It, are, they, are they a CIA team? Are they non-military? Is it like totally wet works off the books it's got to be that right of course it's fucking planet x it has to be completely off the books not affiliated with any government organization are we sure we want to do a team and not a schwarzenegger commando super soldier guy hmm what well okay the answer to that is i don't know i think a team could be really fun but to your point a team feels a little rote on the other hand predator provides a pretty good model for like Let's put five badasses on Jam- in Jamaica and just kill them all except the last one. Well, yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to kill the team. Okay. All of them. We should. I think. I think if we have a team, we should kill a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, why not? I mean, I mean, come on. Like, otherwise, there's no gravitas to the fucking film. Oh, wait. Let's do this. Let's jam all this together. Let's jam commando and predator and rambo part uh first blood part two rambo first blood part two together okay okay they sent in a team and they got caught so now the super soldier has to go bust him out so he lands on the beach and he gets the vehicle guy who's going to get him through the jungle to get the climbing guy the survivalist who's going to get them up the mountain to get like the hacker to take out the whatever like, I like could, we, this. could we build the team as the movie goes along? That'd yes, be kind of fun. Is, and this is one of the reasons that if you go back and listen to Julius Greaser, I kind of tried to steer the, the second act into like, let's do a team build because it's fun. Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, like, it's really fun. One at a time, you go like, oh, okay. And then in your third act, like, this will be fun because we'll build the team one at a time and get to see them individually do cool things. Right. And then the third act, you get to see them together you know as a as a super group right so this is excellent can i okay this may get a little grim tell me if this is too dark i like the idea that we're gonna follow one super soldier but a la um kurt russell and stargate like there's been a tragedy in his life so like i like this idea that like he he or she was once part of this super squad and then they started a family or they fell in love or something, right? Well, but then we're just putting the, the, the girl in the fridge. No, nah, I don't like that. What I was going to, well, I, I, we can still go along with it. What I was going to say is they started a family, so they left the squad. They left the life. And now they're being approached, like in Commando, to go get the squad because they're in too much trouble and they need the old magic. And I was going to say, like, I don't know, his family dies, so he has no reason not to. But I don't like that at all. That's bullshit. Let's not do that. Maybe he just got out of it, right? Maybe he's into, like, surfing or something now. Um, could, like what if he? What if he was just like, no, I'm tired of doing all this shit. I'm just gonna go like. So then I'm we're doing a service dog. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Then we're dealing with the character. He's like, hung up his guns, and do you have the scene where the guy comes out and it's like, you're the only one who knows how to do this, and we, the definitive action scene where it's like, we have to pull you out of retirement. You know, the what the reason I'm asking is there's there's mm. a way I think we could get around this. Okay, what you got? Um, well, I, I'd love an alternative. It, it feels very well-worn territory to me. I don't want this to sound bad. So again, if as you ask for some help, tell me if I'm being too pedantic about the roles I'm going to give. What if our super soldier is a woman, and okay. and the team that went in is was led by her ex-husband? 
Um, oh. And so she has a personal connection to... Kind of a Jewel of the Nile thing. Exactly, right? I mean, because then you're doing the diehard thing, right? Where it's like, I never, I never took the ring off or whatever. You know, it's like... <laughs> right. <laughs> so and you're kind of doing a romance thing. That's a lot to throw in a movie, man. A spy thing, an action thing, and a romance thing. Let's scrap that, but could there be... Could but there I don't be, hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either, but what I really like is that there's a connection... I mean, it's an action movie trope, but there's a connection between the super soldier and the team that went in. Why send this team in? Are are they just the next? It's just like sports. It's like next man up, or is it? Or is it because you know? Well, oh wait know. a minute, wait wait. This is actually good. Wait wait wait. We can do your idea. I like your idea a lot, and I want to do it. Here's how we're gonna do it. Because when I said the other idea, right? Like, oh, they're gonna go collect the squad, right? I was worried that okay, by the time you get to like the fourth dude you don't really care and you don't have enough time to set up who that person is. So like, you're not going to have an attachment to that character because they're on screen for what, 10 minutes. And they're saying like, Oh yeah, you were, you were always part of the team. But if we can cut to that character throughout the movie, we can establish the kind of person they are. So let's take your idea. This is the protagonist's spouse or ex-spouse who is a scientist who is under duress a la Dr. Blanca in the street fighter movie helping Matthias Hughes to build the rail gun against their will. So now we get, yeah, and so this is it. So they approach the super soldier, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, and they say, we sent in a team to go get your, or to go get this scientist working on a rail gun project in Jamaica. Unfortunately, this terrorist, Matthias Hughes, took over the project and is holding the scientist captive, as well as the members of that squad. And they're like, okay, great. I don't give a shit. I'm out of this. Why did you call me? And they're like, it's your ex-husband. It's his research that Matthias Hughes is using. And she's like, fuck. All right, God damn it. I got to go rescue this asshole. So she yeah. like loads up. She's going to go get the other two or three people that were sent in just so she has like her squad, right? And then she's going to go save her ex-husband. I've got something. I, I, I have a different approach to that that I'd like to float. And you tell me what, what you think. So the... The ex, the scientist. Do you uh, like all that, by the way? I really do. I okay, want to cool. add. I want to add to it. Add. Um, so, what I would like to add is, let's say the the scientist X was sent in with a team, and they have confirmation that the scientist X has actually been captured by. And Matthias Hughes is the greatest name for a fucking villain. Ever. <laughs> I just like saying his name, but it's well, we have to give him another name like Matthias Muse or something like that. But, <laughs> but um, let's say the team is unaccounted for. So the super soldier goes in by themselves and then they find the team. The team is in the jungle hiding out. Mm. The team is trying to mount a counter, like a rescue operation. But, but then why? Okay, I, I like that. But then why tap her? If there's already a, t if there's already like an operations team in place, like why, why bother? Like why not let them do their mission? There has to be a reason that they're like, That's true. Oh, like shit. which it could be a mixture of things. I don't know. But you made me think of something, and I, I think this could be a cool framework. I think that this hero's superpower, because like, okay, all '80s, all action movie stars. It doesn't matter the era. They all have a superpower. So like Xander Cage is, he's fearless. He just jumps off buildings and he's a super good skateboarder and he, he's good on any vehicle, right? Rambo's thing is he's tough. He can't be killed, right? right. Uh, Dutch's thing in, in Predator is he's super resourceful. He's smart. He keeps a cool head, right? Yeah. He pays attention. 
What if she's Bear Grylls? What if her thing is like, you can drop her in the jungle with nothing and she will make bows and arrows and traps and punji boards and like she can make camouflage. She can blend in. She can wait patiently with scorpions crawling all over her. And so like, she's the one you go to when it's like, we can't get in. There's nothing we can do. Like drop her in with a knife and she can take care of it. Let's tidy it up. Okay. What do you got? Do some house cleaning. I love that. I love that. That's, that's the character. We no longer need like some sort of spousal relationship with the scientist. Like a scientist within went in with the team. Um, a villain who has a cool name, but not as cool as Matthias Hughes, has secured <laughs> this the this scientist. The team that went with him are just um, they're they're just soldiers. They're like the other guys in Predator, right? Okay, they're, yeah. They're they're good with guns. I mean, they clearly are good at their jobs, but they're they're pinned down in the middle of the jungle. This bad guy's foot soldiers are all over the place. So what they do is they go like, "Look, we need you to get to Jamaica." meet up with this team, organize them in this jungle location, and then mm-hmm. storm the uh, the enemy headquarters. Oh, okay, okay. I think we can do this. I think I can tie this together. Ch- t- tell me what you think about this. Well, first off, let's first, first, do you want to keep the ex-husband plot or should we, should we abandon that? I think it's dead weight. Okay, then it's gone. It's gone. Here's what I think we should do. Because I do still want to do some team building on the way. And I like the idea that like this ultimate Bear Grylls survival character like does kind of need some help. So they send her to, to Jamaica. She lands. She's in some kind of town and she has like a quick combat, conflagration, whatever. Like we can totally abandon the the abandoned or the 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 um we can abandon the whole plot about there being like squads she needs to rescue. Like this can just be, they didn't send anybody else. They're sending her. She's, she's number one. Cause she always takes care of it. She like gets it. there. There's some kind of fight that happens in the town that she lands in. And there's a local guy, like a local cop. Who's like a Jamaican guy, right? Like he's like the constable or some shit. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like what the fuck are you doing here? Like kicking these people's asses. Like, that's my job like all these drug runners, all this shit. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I just got to get up the mountain. And he's like, no, no, wait, there's shit going on here. You should know about these fools aren't bringing drugs in. They're bringing like crazy sci-fi tech. I've seen it and I'm a good cop and I'm trying to stop it. And she's like, ah, you know, the terrain, you know, the people come with me. So they head off into the jungle together. Like, okay, now it's kind of a two hander. That's fun. I like this a lot. I also like that the bad guys, since the since the main villain is working with kind of sci-fi tech anyway, now we're talking laser weapons. Like guys have cool, yeah, whatever. Like, like that's great. Well, yeah. well, Planet X it up, right? Like fuck like, yeah. Like machine guns, that's for normal action films. Well, yeah, no, I like that. Like the first wave is machine guns and machetes, and then like after she kills those guys, like a dude walks in with a laser gun, like pew, 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 and she's like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? Like where'd that come from? And then like, this constable character who I really like is like hey, you should know, like, there's some shit happening. <laughs> like, so anyway, yeah. they, they head off into the jungle together. They come across, like, um, some kind of project that's happening, like something's being built or something. And I, sure. I like the idea that, like, again, okay, the villain is there raiding supplies or something. Or, yeah, it's one of his, like, remote outposts. And there's a guy working there against his will who's, like, a genius engineer. And after they blow up that camp, they save the engineer, and he's the one who's, like, let me soup up this Jeep for you. Let's get some four wheelers and go like tooling around in the jungle. Like, so now by the time we get to the mountaintop, 
We have like the local guy who's like trying to do right and has a good sense of justice. We have our amazing commando woman who's going to like shoot everybody with bows and arrows and like hang from the rafters and shit, which is awesome. And then we have this kind of like tunnel rat character who's going to like be doing some demolitions and some vehicular work. And then the movie's really tidy when it ends because we have like this nice, these nice three characters, I feel like. No, I, I, I like this very, I like this very, very much. Um, and now we can kind of get in the sandbox and play. Um, mm-hmm. Now we can go like, okay, the, the movie starts and I don't know, maybe, maybe we see the, the failed mission. We see, or the, we see the apprehension of the scientist. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of very easy um, ways to do that. I think, uh, in saying that also that this may be one of those movies where we lean into some tropes mm. plot wise but scenery wise like with the laser guns go a little bit wild um okay yeah you know what i'm saying because what we've done is we've constructed a very nice 80s action movie plot and i don't and I like how tight it is it's very easy i'm i'm thinking this is late 90s now i'm thinking this is the era of like Oh yeah, man. I'm thinking like 96 to 99. Like it's in that window of um, like face off and we already mentioned broken arrow, but like those, like those movies that it's like a, it's like a straight to video version of those movies. Like we're going to take geopolitical stuff real seriously. And then this movie came along and it's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have laser guns. (laughs) You you know, you know, action films uh, better than I do. Who's like like the working man's Wesley Snipe? Wesley Snipe. Well, Wesley Snipe's not bad. I mean, I, I know, but I, I, that's another guy I feel like never really got his break. I mean, he did, he did extremely well for himself and continues to, but. And he made Blade, which is like, you know, he made Blade. Fucking awesome movie, yeah. No, Blade. Snipes is incredible. Demolition Man, like, there's been tons of stuff. Oh, I know. Well, that's, well, so we could get Snipes, but I was trying to think, like, I know that there's um, a couple of action heroes out there, or action stars mm-hmm. out there that I'm not thinking Are you trying about? to cast, like, an African-American or a Jamaican-American guy? I did. Well, I want an African-American to be the Jamaican person. They don't have to be a Jamaican. I just go, like, well, that's... That's pretty natural to me. Okay, I want to suggest something. This isn't a fucking joke, okay? I promise you. This is not a joke. Okay. Can we put Shaggy in it? <laughs> Can we just have Shaggy? Like, I would, I would love to have Shaggy in this. <laughs> if we set this in the right era, if, we, if we're really careful with the date on this one, I think Shaggy can do this. And Shaggy was a big enough deal musically that I believe that they tried to make him into a movie star at some point. You know he tours with Sting now? Does he really? Yeah, and they do they do Shaggy songs, and then they do Sting songs, and then they do Shaggy songs. Sting is like Shaggy is legit. No, I'm down with Shaggy. Yeah, let's put him in there. Okay, I mean, I like we could also do like uh, well, I just think like it's. I mean, the I'd, kind I'd, of I'd rather put Shaggy in there than Wyclef. Yeah. Okay. No, they, this is good, right? So there's there's a lot. Okay, there's a lot of actors who I think would have done a movie like this, and there's a lot of guys who would have done a Jamaican accent to be in this movie, right? Right. If possible, I would like to put a Jamaican in that role. And two, this role, this particular role is like, ooh, it's just like, this This is the kind of movie and the kind of role that musicians cross over for. Yeah. They're like, they're like oh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's a huge action movie. Now, you don't have the biggest part, but you have this really critical part over here 
And Shaggy was like, yeah, I'll do it. Cool. And then, of course, it was nothing. Like, That's that's good. I like that. You mentioned Bones, right? Like, Snoop Dogg had a brief flirtation with, like, trying to do horror movies for a while. And now he's doing Martha Stewart stuff. Guy can do anything. What can he do? Man's a chameleon. Guy has a million careers. He, he, you know, he just, he doesn't care and he's high out of his mind and that's why he succeeds. Did you know he played in a fucking StarCraft or Overwatch tournament or something? Battlefield, that's what it was. He played in a Battlefield tournament, him and Zac Efron, and he was fucking smoking a joint while he played and doing very well. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, that's, this is very good. I like this very much. Uh, All right, so we got Shaggy in it. We got Matthias Hughes. That's going to be really fun. Oh, that's cool, too, because Shaggy's, like, Shaggy's quite fit. He's like a – he can do some action. Like, we can, we can throw him in some stunts. At the time, especially, yeah. He's young and strapping. strapping. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's, like, he's not in bad shape. Right? It's not like fucking, like – I'd be worried about, like, little John, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know jumping off stuff. But I'm not worried Shaggy, about Shaggy. Shaggy turned uh, 50 this year, so he's he would have been perfect. Happy birthday, Shaggy. We hope uh, you're still he, doing well. Yeah, way to, way to knock out a half century, Shaggy. Um, hey, Shaggy, I heard somebody turn 50. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, they have to They have to have that line, though, in if, – if, if this is of the era, right? Like, there has to be a line where it's like, who who took all the grenades? Who took all the grenades? I thought we had grenades. And he's like, wasn't was me. Um, <laughs> that song was the year 2000. So if that helps you with casting at all, it's got to be. Great. It's 2001. 2001. 2001. Jamaica. <laughs> 2001. Heatline Jamaica. The last, the last days of straight to video, man. Like I mean, Matthias Hughes never has stopped working. So we can put him in any era you want. Like, dude, just works. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who are we going to have as our as our Bear Grylls survivalist lady? Yeah. Is, uh, is Jessica Alba out of the question? Because she, like... Well, let's this... see when her... Uh, I think that's right about the time that... Um... Remember, because she tried to do that transition to film, and it kind of was kind of wobbly at first. She did, like, that uh, that beach movie. What was the one where she was, like, a treasure hunter or something? Yeah, Dark Angel ran from 2000 to 2002. Ah, so we can't get her. This is no, this is before she's a thing. Okay, it's well, that kind of movie, though. By the way, <laughs> well, I mean, it ran for two years. She was trying to do an action TV show that didn't really take off. I think she's totally gettable. Think about no, that. I mean, Dark Dark Angel was a thing, dude. Like it was, it was after Dark Angel where she kind of became, she kind of transformed into. Uh, you know, women's health cover model and, and all that stuff. Well, that's uh, what, I think it's a good, I think it's a good time to get her. The only thing is that, um, cause I had to look up where her career was at. She was 19 when she started doing dark angel. So we're talking like a 20, 20, 21 year old Jessica Alba. Do you think that plays? I mean, she's the same age that I am. No, I don't know. You know, but like, Hmm. I mean, is that the kind of person that you want for that? Are you thinking like a Jessica Alba-esque? Well, okay. Well, what I was thinking is like she, I guess I associate her with like Dark Angel. And so, or not Dark Angel. Was it Dark Angel? Yes. Dark Angel. Uh, you know, like she, it was kind of spy-y and she did a lot of action and stuff. So it was like, okay, I could see her like playing this kind of like tough as nails, you know, modern Laura Croft Tomb Raider kind of character. Um, what about Vivica Fox? 
I love Vivica Fox. And she's amazing. And she like uh, so she did Independence Day in ninety six. Ninety six, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Ninety six or ninety seven. And then she didn't really like she didn't blow up. Like if I remember right, like I think she did no, around that time she was in Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Yeah, she did some rom com stuff, right? Kingdom Come and Two Can Play That Game and then Boat Trip. And then that pretty much killed her. And, and she's really good. Okay, she, one, she's really good. Two, she's like very good. No, like she has a cool emotional range. Like she, I think it fits well in the role, right? Like she's like she's very fit. So I know I believe her that she's like a survivalist. I believe that she's like a soldier. I could see her as a spy. Like also, and look, I'm just putting my cards on the table. We've even alluded to this before. I was I was a high schooler in the late '90s. I rented every Pamela Anderson and. Um, Oh, what's her name? Anna Nicole Smith, straight to video film. When no. they made no, when they made straight to video action flicks, you wanted she has a look that those people would put on a on a on a movie. Oh, she's oh sorry, yeah, she's super attractive. We should mention no, that too. Like, yes, I'm, I'm not saying it in a shitty way. I'm saying it in like she got everything. She's like the perfect package. Okay, you, you know this movie's going to be way better than fucking. Um, uh, whatever helicopter movie Anna Nicole Smith made that I may or may not have rented. <laughs> well, it wasn't Skyscraper. It was, because that's the new The Rock movie. But I it think was like, it was Skyscraper. Was it Skyscraper? I really do think it was Skyscraper. Oh, that's a great, like, Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. You can now, like, you can now ollie from Anna Nicole Smith to The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I think she's great. I think that's a perfect choice i really really like that um yeah it, well, i was trying to guys, so, yeah i was trying was. to think of like mid 90s 2000s actresses who i feel like didn't get their comeuppance but it has to be somebody who you it can't be some like twig of a person that you're not going to believe is like a survivalist and i can see vivica fox like punching a dude climbing some trees hanging from the rafters like doing some ninja shit in a cat suit like i totally can see it but also that it's they're gonna you know it's gonna it's gonna be a bit camp she's gonna have like a little too much makeup you know what i mean like it's gonna it's gonna play well she's yeah. in a movie with shaggy for fuck's sake is what i'm trying to say we're not but. yeah we're not going as far as like charlie's angels the the sorry the drew barrymore charlie's angels movie which was just like l like cartoony action right where people are just like flying through the air and jumping off motorcycles and stuff but we're gonna have flavors of that <laughs> okay so this is good we've got our characters where we have our well, we're missing we're missing the engineer character we and the scientist too that's true the hmm, hmm. i mean yeah I'm, I'm stuck on how to cast this um how can we we've diminished the scientist to the point where he can be a little pathetic he or she can be a little pathetic Oh my God! Uh, but, for the tunnel rat, the in, engineer tunnel rat character, you want you want to pop Jake Busey in there? Ooh! Yes! Oh yes. my God! Kiss me on the mouth, Drew. Mm -hmm. Let's get a Busey in this movie. Let's. Get oh, it's been a minute since we had a Busey. Oh, and it's a perfect time oh, for God. it. Oh God! I cannot wait for Jake Busey to deliver lines like, "All I did was mix the fuel injector into the reverse power coupling." Like, no, you didn't. You piece of shit. You didn't do any of that. You fucking rat of nim-looking motherfucker! <laughs> what the? 
Duncan on him because I love his work. God, like, it's the, we, we're like the friars. We only roast the ones we love. By the way, that's not a joke. Jake Busey's fucking cool. Like, oh, he's I, cool. I unironically yeah. think that dude gets a bad rap. <laughs> you, he, he's starting out as Gary Busey's son. That's a hell of a handicap to start. And let me say, man, he was dealt Busey jeans. He's done a fuck ton with that. Like, he looks great. If you see that guy these days, like, that's a good looking dude. And he tries, like, yeah, I'm not saying he's a master thespian, but you put him in a movie, he fucking tries. He has one of the least overstated performances in Starship Troopers. Well, and another thing, too, is, like, he, again, like, super fit guy. Like, he's really into bodybuilding and stuff, which is going to be really fun as the engineer character, because we can... You know, we can have him with like cut off sleeves. He can like climb some trees and stuff. Like we can give him some business to do. So, so Jake gets to kind of show off a little bit. Like that'll be that'll be really cool. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I let's. No, let's, that's good casting, dude. Well done. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that well, thank you very much. We if if you can knock out uh, casting on this scientist, I'd like to get it over with because what we have is we have a great cast. We have a bunch of cool characters but we haven't done the thing I keep talking about. We need to get in the sandbox and make a plot or at least like an outline for this thing. We, we've got a general idea, but I wanna, I wanna kind of figure out the, beat, the big beats in the film. Yeah, we have diminished this science character, this scientist character to the point that they don't actually matter. Like, do you want to just do? Do you want to do just like a storm the castle movie? Well, that's we got to make a decision, which is either we have to do to to borrow your phrase, like a storm the castle, kick down the walls. We got to stop this guy movie, which I think we have all the parts to do, or we have to give this scientist enough reason to be on screen that we're going to cast him and give him a character. Because otherwise, I think it's fine if Matthias Hughes is just like a despot who took over this island and is employing a bunch of faceless nobodies to build him a giant gun. Well, maybe, maybe then it's just then it's just send Vivica Fox into the jungle to stop this guy. Okay, let's say and he's got the, that's it. He's got the island on lockdown, so they can't send in the army. Like it'll be a massacre. They got to send one person. You know what it was? You know what it was? What? The scientist is Vivica was Vivica Fox's mother. Oh, that's and they murdered and the they they kidnapped her for the technology and they. They straight up murdered her. That's funny. I was actually just about to do that. But keep it her husband, where like or this her happened. Brother or, would be good too. Like like something that's not her mother, because I think parents dying is kind of is it too cool? Well, well, no. What I was gonna say, like we can take a nugget of that, which is that her and Matthias Hughes, my, Vivica Fox and Matthias Hughes's character have a connection, and that connection is her husband, who was a scientist, was working under him on some crazy black ops thing. He killed him and went rogue. Okay. And so now it's been like, yes. it's been a cat and dog thing for years. She can't find him. He, he doesn't really give a shit about her. So they come to her and they're like, we need you to go to Jamaica. We have a heat line situation. You need to go take this dude out. And she's like, of course I do everything. And they're like, Hey, you need to know something about this mission. It's Matthias Hughes. And she's like, Oh fuck. The guy who killed my awesome husband. Like, fuck yeah, yeah let's go. So like, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's a, it's a trope, but it's one that I really like, and it's fun to lean into it because then you oh, don't. Dude, no, I, yeah, well, well, let me finish because I, I, I like that trope because it avoids the trope that's so tired, which is we have to pull you out of retirement. I've hung it up. 
you one more rodeo. She's so young and vital and like you don't you don't want to do that scene with her. Well, like, we can we can kind of do the reverse, right? Which is like she's been moping so hard that she's become this like heartless killing machine. And yeah. and this is her redemption story where like she meets Shaggy and she gets in touch with the people and like they they like he makes her laugh and like they kind of have a good time and then like yeah they get fucking Jake Busey and she's like oh I remember what it's like to be part of a team and then yeah. when they when they finally do kill Matthias House they're like you know oh I guess that's the end for you might might as well hang up your guns like you killed the big bad and she's like looks at Jake Busey looks at Shaggy she's like nah new era let's go let's I make a like hundred of these hotline movies oh i like it i like it a lot okay that's good that's very 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 so good I think, I think the only thing we have to do and this is the most fun part let's start at the beginning of this movie that's and let's go up the mountain let's get, get up the mountain i'm gonna keep saying it until we do it let's get in the sandbox bro let's okay. get in the sandbox i want to get tell you what i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna do this let okay. me i'll get you to the island and then you tell me okay all right. Okay. So I think I think top of the film we uh, we have like a, a wonderful dream sequence where we see Vivica Fox with her scientist husband. She's having some memories. She wakes up. It's raining outside. We get that thing with the silhouette on her wall of water running down it. She's like, oh, it's so sad. It's a picture of my husband. Oh, my white wine. Oh, blah 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 blah. Oh, I went whiskey. You went white wine. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. She gets the call. Hey. I don't know what you drink when you're sad. I drink whiskey day to day when I'm sad. Pinot Grigio. Oh, yes, sir. I, yeah. think I'm the, I think I'm the diametric opposite of you. Well, that's why we compliment right. each other so well. I'm this sorry. It's good. Yeah. What's that? Oh, it's the phone. Hello? Yeah, we need you in Guatemala. No problem. Hang up. Credits. And we see her, like, jumping out of trees, killing people, making bows and arrows out of tires or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, whatever. We get to, we have our introductory scene where she meets the quote-unquote general, or as we've said in past episodes, uh, the- It's a colonel. It's always a colonel. It's always a colonel. So she meets the colonel. Colonel Colonelston. The colonel. Colonel Steen. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Colonel Colonelstein says, uh, we need you for one more job. Uh, We just lost this intelligence satellite. And she's like, send it to the spooks. Whatever. I don't do that shit. And they're like, no, no, no. You don't get it. This dude is shooting satellites down. And uh, it's a big fucking deal. We need you to go take him out. And she's like, fine, where? And they're like, hold on, before you go, you should know it's the guy that killed your husband. Oh, shit, dun, dun, dun. And his name's Matthias Hughes. He's great. Uh, So pack your shit, let's go. She's in a, oh, that's cool. Let's do the Metal Gear Solid thing where they shoot her out of a torpedo from a submarine. I was just gonna say that. I was, jo- I am not joking. Okay, take over then. Here, take over, take over. I, no, I was going to say, they got to get her there somehow. They're going to shoot her out of a torpedo tube. She's a survivalist. She can hold her breath for like, you know, forever. She comes up at night, right? She storms the beach on the night, at, at night. It comes up, she's been breathing out of a fucking bamboo tube. Like she's Robin Hood at the end of the fucking Disney cartoon. And, and then she's on the beach. The, the only thing is torchlight. She's stealthing around, right? She's metal gearing, metal gearing around. Mm-hmm. We have to have a firefight break out. She's not stepping on a twig, but something's got to set it off. Um, so are, are you imagining she's coming up into like a facility of some kind or like, like a loading bay for cargo or something? Like, is well, it- I, thought, I thought maybe she would come up on a beach and then she would be relatively close to, yeah, a loading area where maybe they're transporting in. Cool, yeah. 
Oh, that's fun. What if she ironically, like, we do the whole, like, and she's, like, breathing through the tube and, like, and she, like, emerges onto the beach in the middle of, like, a party. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's very good. Right, and Shaggy's there because he's, like, investigating crime as the constable. He's looking around. Maybe a Shaggy tune is ironically playing. And she's, like, oh, and she has to, like, play it off. So we get, like, a quick, like, a cute meet between her and Shaggy real quick. I like this very much. And then she breaks away, to your point, to go to this facility that's nearby. Like, that's good. Okay. So now Shaggy's kind of like, no, no, no. Actually, you know what? Maybe she gets gets spotted by a plant. They radio up to Matthias Hughes' character, and they're like, take her out now. I want everyone down. So she doesn't know that there are, like, putty people, foot soldier plants all over the place. All of a sudden, shots start ringing. Totally. Festival crowd clears out she's taking fire on the beach that's so good too because you can have that like yeah you can have that thing uh where like the the party is crazy so everybody's running and then she's just doing like bicycle kicks and spin kicks on these dudes like they're throwing ak-47s and, left and right like and shaggy shaggy pulls out his gun he's he fucking in. and then eventually they, they're clearly outnumbered even though they do some very 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 sweet stunts and then it's like, it, they flee to the jungle, right? They flee from the oh. beach through the city to the jungle. No, that's it. Okay, yeah, so she gets there. She gets to the party, right? She's like, oh, I, I, gotta, get, I gotta make it to whatever, XYZ location. Sure. To your point, yeah, she sees, like, money's changing hands. She sees sh- Shaggy. He's looking kind of shady. Like, he's, like, he's got, like, popped collar, like, looking back and forth, smoking a cigarette, like, from the shadows. She's, like, that guy's up to something. Gonna check on him. Those guys are changing money. Oh, shit. Hey, a drug deal just went down. Like, all right, I gotta get out of here. Some people kind of, yeah, start messing with her. She, like, pulls a gun or something, or it's like, get out of my way. I got places to be. That's when they radio, and they're like, boss, something's going down. He's like, whatever it is, just, just crush it. So they go full action on her, and then she, I think, like, I would like her to, like, yeah, like her radio gets broken in that fight. So mm-hmm. she can't call back. Like she's stuck on the island now. Right. And she starts to run one way. And after like Shaggy grabs her shoulder and is like, no, go this way with me. And they just got done with this huge fight together. So she's like, I guess I'm going to trust him. Okay. So they yeah. run off into the jungle together. And she's like, not happy about this partnership, but has to acknowledge that she needs his help. Okay, so... Which is a very action movie thing to do with like your two-hander, right? Like right. he has to demonstrate that he can do something she can't, which is he knows the train and he knows the people. All right. Now get me to Jake Busey. Okay. Ooh, this is gonna be tough. Okay, so now they're in the jungle. That's cool. We can actually take a beat here to like rest and have them like make a little fire. Campfire scene. Exactly. I was gonna say the same thing. Very natural, plays yeah. out loud. We get a little back and forth. We learn a little bit about Shaggy. He learns a little bit about what's going on. Mm. they don't like each other but they're gonna work together he's like this is my island Lara this is my jurisdiction like I take care of this she's like this is above and beyond you I'm right government. he's like this Jamaica I don't give a shit about the US like it's a good scene like that it right is, and it's it's that trope in action movies where like you need the beat cop it's uh it's Reginald Val Johnson and Die Hard right it's like John McClane's a super soldier but he kind of needs the beat cop to be there for him too which is like that's cool that's a cool like scaling thing like, yeah. Shaggy's not as badass as Vivica Fox, but, yeah, okay, that's a cool scene. Okay, yeah, so we get a little campfire he's, scene. He's Joe Don Baker from GoldenEye. Fuck yeah, dude. He's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly who he is, right? Right. We have the nice campfire scene. The next day, they wake up. Oh, actually, Shaggy wakes up because she's been up for two hours. 
like making weapons or something. I don't know. <laughs> She's just being badass. Yeah. Right. She, she has to be <laughs> irreverently badass. So, uh, yeah, she's been up for hours making traps and, and stuff and whatever. They got to get up that mountain. So they start moving up the mountain. I mean, I think it's, I think it's that easy as like, he's like, what, do you expect we're going to walk all the way up these mountains? And she's like, hey, if that's what it takes, let's fucking get moving. And he's like, man, there's a better way. This is stupid. They get to a road. A Jeep almost runs them over. And they see a logo on the side of the Jeep that's like, I don't know if it's a UN project. Oh no, it's it's Matthias Hughes, like his weird evil corporation logo, uh, Nefario Industries. Nefario Corp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, head off into the jungle. She pulls him back as he's about to get hit by the jeep, and uh, he's like, "See, I told you there was a better way. We could steal one of those jeeps and drive up the mountain." And she's like, "Yeah, it's actually not a bad idea because we'll be in camouflage. We'll show up in one of their jeeps." So they they go to this little like forward outpost. And there's a whole bunch of like, there's people in tiger cages and like, it's no good, right? Like she sees immediately, like she needs to deal with the situation. Uh, oh, oh, that's what it is. She wants to move on. But Shaggy's like, hey, we need to deal with this. This is a bad situation. She's like, fuck, you're right. Okay, fine, I'll do it. So uh, in the process of breaking these people out, one of the people in the cages is, of course, Jake Busey. Naturally, with, and his, his charisma is going to come pouring through here like and i think yeah i like jake Busey as like a merchant marine like he is he is um i like that we got away from the 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 a team but he is going to be kind of the face type character right yeah like, in terms of personality right like mm -hmm. we're gonna let jake Busey. we're not gonna make jake Busey play you know serious jake Busey. it's more fun if we let him play you know. Oh, that's funny because I was kind of thinking Shaggy was the charisma guy. I think Shaggy is trying to make an acting career out. No, you're right. He's the everyman. He's got to be the straight man. Boy, that's a weird sentence. Shaggy's the straight man. Shaggy's the straight man. <laughs> Vivica A. Fox in this Jake Busey, Matthias. Oh, and by God, the way, in any other movie, in any other movie, Vivica Fox is the straight man. Shaggy's the comedic Comic relief. <laughs> And Jake Busey is just insane. We um, just shuffled it. Vivica Fox is insane. Shaggy's the everyman and Jake Busey's the face. Fuck hey, yeah. You want, you want a totally insane note on this movie? <laughs> Let's hear it. I think I got a name for the villain. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on to it. Can you hold on to it? Because I want to get through this. I can hold scene. on to it. I okay, can hold it. on to it. Please don't forget it. Okay. I can't. It will blow you away. Here's what, here's what I was saying. Like, I want him to be like a merchant marine or like, I don't want him to just be like a tourist. I want him to be like, oh, I actually like, I remember I'm like, I, I'm a sailor. Like I sail around the world. I've like, I work on ships. I do all this stuff. I'm an engineer. So like it validates that. And it also gives him this like, hey, Vivica Fox, you're like a super soldier, right? Like, hold on a second. Yeah. Like you're doing things on somebody's orders. I see that. And she's like, I don't work with grunts or something. And he's like, hold on, I could be useful. <laughs> anyway, I think they rig the whole camp with explosives. They blow it up and they charge out in one of these Jeeps. And now we get a Jeeps chased by four-wheelers chase through the jungle uh, up the side of the mountain that ends with everything crashing and them jumping off a waterfall. That's fantastic. I like this very much. That's going to be a fun sequence. It can be, you know, 10 minutes of the film. Is This is where they spent all their money on this cool, like, four-wheeler Jeep chase thing. Oh, yeah. No, um, totally. But now now they get out of the water, they dry off, and we're at the foot of the mountain, so I think we got to meet this villain. You said you had a name for him. What do you got for me? The villain's name, Drew, is Georg Bauer. 
<laughs> Georg Bauer. <laughs> Georg Bauer, played by Matthias Schoes. <laughs> and you know why I picked that name? Tell me. When, when I took German, I took like two semesters of German. We uh-huh. had to pick a German name for ourselves. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, of course. And you chose Georg Bauer? Georg is George, but it's also Captain Von Trapp's first name from The Sound of Music. And then Bauer was just, this Fucking was 324. Nerd. I thought it was the most badass sounding last name ever. So Georg Bauer. He Georg Bauer. Georg, Georg Bauer. Wait, I'm not, I'm not taking this mission. Just so you know, we're sending you in because the man behind this sinister plot is Georg Bauer. <laughs> Georg Bauer? How is, how, is, how is Georg spelled? I think it's G-E-O-R-G. Georg. Like George without a G? Okay. Right? Georg. Yeah. Georg Bauer. God, yeah. Bauer. Bauer is fun to say, huh? Yeah. That's Bauer. probably why they named, uh, named that, that 24. Yeah, Bauer, name. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Bauer. Okay, cool. I like that. Georg Bauer. Georg Bauer, played by Matthias Hughes, who has a way better villain name. <laughs> but actually, that's a good scene because, like, if they're at the if they're at the edge of his facility, uh, Jake Busey and or Shaggy can be like, "Hey, like, w- remind me again why we're going in here? Like, this place seems pretty heavily guarded." And she's like, "Georg Bauer." They're like, "Gesundheit." She's like, "No." <laughs> that's who killed my husband. <laughs> well, and I don't, I don't mean to be uh, too, too flip about it, but it does actually like B and G and B together look good. You can make logos out of that. B is a oh, very yeah. stylized letter, so you can make a really harsh B logo. That's very simple, you know. Yeah, I guess it'd be like Bauer Industries, right? Or yeah, or yeah. just. Although, I don't understand... Bauer Dynamics. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why a reclusive um, scientist for hire who shoots down satellites would feel the need to incorporate, but maybe... (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. It's not like, welcome to NoCore. Here is your (laughs) package here at NoCore. It's like, no, man, I'm Dr. No. I hang out in this room with this giant... Aquarium. But okay, but okay, this is a okay, this is a good moment for us to dig into the character of Georg Bauer, who I am seeing in my head as if uh Richard Branson and Dolph Lundgren had a baby. <laughs> so like he has like long, beautiful, majestic hair. He's yes. like a billionaire who just wants to hang out in Hawaii drinking pina coladas he's also a, an insane bodybuilder that wants to murder people for money like you know who he is he's like the german hank scorpio from that yes Sim- that's what i'm saying yes richard branson yes. like the fucking virgin guy like yeah 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 like yeah that's exactly what he is he gets, he's like a corporate titan who's also a german bodybuilder who loves murder and i love it i love it whenever a bad guy that's technologically driven is needlessly physically over the top fuck yeah dude. they blow up all of his shit and then he cracks his knuckles and he's like well time okay to yes over so, okay oh my god let's just please skip to that scene because like i don't give a shit how they get into this facility they're gonna do, they're gonna do the thing from commando it's mostly jake Busey. it's mostly jake no Busey. it's mostly Vivica fox like arrowing people like she's like stealth killing people oh, yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's off distractions that's 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 our scene so the, the opening scene, we see that Shaggy is resilient in this beach fight. Vivica Fox is being amazing, right? But he mm. pulls his gun, he shows, 
He's capable, right? Oh, he's scrappy. Yeah, yeah. He's like a he's a sharpshooter. He can he's hit. Scrappy. Yeah. Also, he's the one that facilitates the escape into the jungle. So he shows his ability, well, right? I think in this fight, I think Shaggy's the one in the watchtower with the sniper rifle. Jake Busey's setting off the bombs while Vivica Fox is moving up the field. That's what I'm. What I, so I I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is the first fight where she meets Shaggy, we see Shaggy kind of have his little moment as an action. He shows what he can do. The the scene on the hill with Jake Busey where they rig the camp up with explosions, you see what he can do. Totally. We're watching Vivica Fox do what she can do the whole time. Early on in the pod, I said, well, the third scene, we were talking about team building. We've made a little team. The third scene is when you see them all together. So storming, storming the fortress is going to combine all three talents, and then we go into the fortress where we do this scene, which we very much want to talk about. Man, you're, you're so right. This is such good insight, dude. Well done. Because this emotionally for Vivica Fox's character we need her to drop off all the baggage of I work alone before the fight with the final villain. So that feels really clean. And the way we're going to do that is exactly what you just said. We see her be awesome the whole movie, but we also see her resist having team members the whole movie. And in this final fight, she's like, all right, time to start the assault. How am I going to get through these five dudes with my bow and arrow? And Jake Busey sets off a bomb and she's like, Oh, because they all run over to the explosion and she can just sneak in. And then like she gets pinned against a wall and a dude's about to knife her in the throat and you're like, (laughs) and then like the dude's like his neck explodes and it it, like pans over to Shaggy with a sniper rifle like, girl, I got you. And she's like, okay, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I need help. This is my team. Like, let's start working through this. Like, that's really good storytelling, Blair. That's really, really good, man. I hate to say this, DC, but I'm about to say a statement that really, like, it physically hurts me to say the words. I think Jake Busey needs to die. No! No, Blair, no! Take it back! I, if it was a good movie, Shaggy would die. It's not a good movie. I mean, it's not a, it's not a Hollywood movie. I think she's got... She, I think we got to kill. Jake Busey sets off a bomb at the end. He does a heroic... He's the one that sets the bomb that blows up the real gun, but he all like, like Georg Bauer, like break, twists his head, breaks his neck. Okay. Can I, Oh, my heart can't bear it. Can I suggest a compromise? All I'm saying is she's got to overcome loss. If her no, character I, is going to have a full arc. I know. I just, my heart can't bear watching Jake Busey or Shaggy die on camera. Can I please suggest a compromise? You can, but think about if it's, if it's, I, I I am hurting right now. It was my idea. So if you suggest a compromise and you're going to die on the hill for it, make sure that it's better for the movie than Jake Busey. Lovable, sweet-faced Jake Busey dying. Can we do the thing where, yes, Jake Busey sets off the bomb and it's going to kill him and we see his body thrown from the window. And then... Shaggy runs up to Georg Bauer and is going to hit him and Georg Bauer stabs him in the side and he falls over. And we assume that they are dead. But then after, spoiler alert, Vivica Fox kills Georg Bauer, we see her dragging their bodies out and the last scene is like her and Shaggy limping and Jake Busey's in the helicopter with like a bloody bandage around his head. We're like, they're they're not as tough as she is. Are you going to make me kill Jake Busey? I just feel like he's introduced so late in the film. It's got to be Shaggy if we're going to kill one of them. 
I told you if it was a good film, we would kill Shaggy. But I like these three together. I want to watch. I want to watch the mini adventures of Vivica, Shaggy, and Jake. This is the first time I have tried to make a decision in a movie to go like, well, if we're gonna do this character arc, she's been sent because her husband was killed, and she couldn't get over it. She couldn't get over it. Can I think we have to kill Jake Busey? And I think Matthias Harris has to, like, physically kill him. Man, I don't know, though. God damn, dude, that's tough. I told you I didn't want to do it, but this movie has now taken on its own life, and we're we're working it out. I'm just saying. Okay, I'll make you a deal. I don't want to kill him, Drew. I don't want to, but Heatline Jamaica may demand it. Okay, if we're going to do this, then we need a scene. Eh, fuck it. Whatever. Well, what I was going to say is we need a scene where we get a little bit of character development from Jake Busey and we see Vivica Fox recognize something in him that she's been looking for or some, there has to be some, like, you know, when they fall out of the waterfall, we do another campfire scene. It's or campfire something. scene too, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. If, if you're, yeah, no, let's go with it. Let's no, say, you know, let's kill her, darling. No. I'm trying to make the best movie I can. Drew, I wouldn't see a Busey die. I would, I would, I would die first. I would yeah. die for a Busey. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. So super sequitur to 20 minutes ago when I said, I want this. I want to get to this scene. I was just going to fast forward through all the siege stuff. Now we've done it. They finally get into the facility. And Matthias Hughes is there. He's all strapped. He's got like fucking a tactical vest on. And like he's looking cool and fresh as shit. He sent every guy he can after them. They've killed him. Vivica Fox walks in. And uh, she pulls out like a cool ass knife or something. And she's like, all right, let's do this. And he's like, oh, it's you. Oh, he gets to do the M. Bison speech from Street Fighter. He's like, the day, the day I killed your husband was the most important day for you. For me, a Tuesday. And then like, <laughs> no joke, like Raul Julia doing that line in Street Fighter is the fucking coolest line in the whole movie. Um, Street Fighter, fuck everyone. I love it. So uh, sh- they go in, he like grabs her arm with the knife, grabs her throat, like slams her down, and he's about to like boot stomp her skull. And that's when Jake Busey, who's in the rafters, is like, no, and jumps down and is like going to wrestle inexplicably, going to try to wrestle Matthias Hughes, who like, yeah, like beats him up, beats him up real quick, puts him in like some kind of cool lock, looks down at beaten Vivica Fox and is like, this is the best you could do, snaps his neck. I want him. I want him to like catch him by the throat. I mean, oh. he's so huge. Just like pick him up yeah. by the throat and look at Vivica Fox, and then just crush, crush his throat. Okay, but but then but then Vivica Fox is on the ground. She's gonna die. He kills Jake Busey. He walks over to her and is gonna like. Uh, oh, he takes whatever Jake Busey had in his hand. Uh, a gun, I guess. And he like puts it up to Vivica Fox and is like, this is the end for you too. And then you hear like a shot ring out. He flies back. Shaggy's in the corner with his like Shaggy his 38 in the special. It wasn't me. Shaggy <laughs> <in the corner. laughs> wasn't me. 
But it was me. It was me. It was Shaggy this time. It was Shaggy. But you saw me in the corner with my 38 special. Yeah, that was me, actually. That was actually, that time it actually was me. <laughs> yeah. He shoots, he shoots Matthias Hughes. He flies back. Vivica Fox jumps up. Uh, oh, that's fun. Maybe uh, maybe the thing that, that Jake Busey had was like the, the trigger to like demolition charges he had set. So when he gets shot, he sets it off. Yes. So like explosions go off. Shaggy flies through the air. He's unconscious now. Vivica Fox is going to have to go collect him. He's unconscious though. He's not dead. Matthias Hughes stands up. Vivica Fox stands up. She uh, tears off the jacket she's wearing. He unzips the tactical vest. And now we're going to like, in this flaming rail gun, getting ready to shoot off bullets to destroy satellites. They're going to go after each other. And I think that the way that she kills him is after a lengthy battle of like broken bones and like smashing each other with bricks and like, just, I think this is like nasty, awful, bad fighting. She runs and like flies through the air, kicks him into the chamber and then shoots one of these bullets off into space. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say Matthias Hughes. Excuse me, Georg Bauer. Georg Bauer. We see him in the in the tube, like no. <laughs> yeah, you just see huge explosion as one of these bullets harmlessly. Oh, that's very good too. At the top of the movie, we have to set up that he's announced that his next target is whatever the thing is that the U.S. needs to stay in power. Well, the, I, I think the intelligence, think- the intelligence satellite. She. Of he's in the shot 30 degrees to the right and then shoots him out into space he hasn't announced it the government has determined who is which his next target is and that's why they go to see yeah the fox well he and, can and, even have like sent them a video like you know that's like hey i have this technology by the way a, a, a country has paid me 80 million dollars to shoot down this satellite unless you can beat their offer Right. In, 30, in in 48 hours, I'm doing it. And they were like, well, fuck that. We'll just send Vivica Fox. <laughs> yeah, screw that. Um, that's very tidy, too. I actually... I actually well, okay, yeah. And then just to put a bow on it, like, she picks up Shaggy's unconscious body. They're back at the beach. The military comes up in those, like, inflatable rafts. They get them back to the aircraft carrier, and they're like, hey, that's, this was... That's that a was that's a movie. That. And hey, audience, take your pick. Maybe they kiss. Maybe we Pacific Rim this one. I don't know. <laughs> I th- so we got we got to the I had this thing go off in my head where I said, I think we gotta kill Jake Busey. And the 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 reason that it was such a, a hurtful realization was that I realized that even though it would be better as a character arc, they're not gonna kill Shaggy. They're not gonna kill Shaggy. Mm. And and they want to say they may want to do a romance thing or shaggy's like i'm trying to start a career you know blah 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 blah, blah. like let's franchise this yeah. jake Busey's the guy that that has to die but it does give our boy jake a chance to have a heroic death scene yeah which is nice that's good he gets to actually like do some do some real acting which is very good. He gets to do that real acting where someone crushes your throat. You shut you're... the fuck up. I would be honored if somebody asked asked me to walk onto set and for Matthias Hughes to actually kill me. Like I would be legitimately honored. I'm just saying that 
somebody literally could walk on the set and have <laughs> Matthias Hughes front I'm just hey, saying, let me tell you, if you if you just you walk to up to, to Matthias Hughes that. unannounced, that dude will kill you. Like, yeah, like, you don't. You got to let him know you're coming. That dude's like a mountain lion. <laughs> just saying, you don't have to go to Juilliard to be able to successfully pull off that scene. That's all I'm. That's all. I'm but it, it's a good scene for him. And and to your point, like I can see uh, Mr. Shaggy's agent being like, "You're not killing my client. Like, no way. He's not doing a death scene. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I guess we'll rewrite it where the cop character lives and then the engineer character dies. <laughs> like, that's yeah. And then of course you have a, a Shaggy original song plays over the soundtrack. The rest of it is like a low rent. No bald heads. <laughs> you know, but I think I think the soundtrack to the movie is like it's a it's you know it's a low budget Alan Silvestri, Mark Isham, just action Whoa, movie. Whoa, Alan Silvestri, hold on a second. That's big no, budget, man. No, I said a low budget version of that oh, kind of action. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying we cool. could get Alan Silvestri for nickels. It's like, hold on a second. That dude writes dude, big soundtracks. Mark Isham. Well, you don't mean Mark you don't I'm sorry, you don't mean Van Helsing's Alan Silvestri. <laughs> You know what's funny though is before I said a low, I said a low rent Mark Isham. Mark Isham did Time Cop. He's not a hard get. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, but somebody like that, you know, yeah. that, that you know would would do like a just an action movie score, and then of course Shaggy gets a song, you know, on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go out looking for a bunch of pop songs to stick in the movie because I think they want to play it like an an action film. And that's yeah, it was Shaggy's little known follow up. It was me. It was me. <laughs> I did do it. it. <laughs> when I when that German guy got shot, totally me. me. <laughs> totally me. When we snuck through the jungle, it was me. <laughs> when I rescued from the party, it was me. And it was me. <laughs> <laughs> we stole a jeep with Jake Busey. It was me. <laughs> Put a shoot down a satellite. That wasn't me. That wasn't um, me. That was actually with us. Matthias Hughes. <laughs> well, that does it for Heatline Jamaica. Thank you, Ben Bellamy, so much again, man. What a banger, dude. Everyone that guy sent in has been great. Ben, keep them coming, please. And everybody else, too. Uh, send us your hypothetical movie title suggestions by visiting planetxcinema.com and clicking on submit or uh, shooting them to planetxcinema at gmail.com. I yes. would like to remind everybody that on November 30th, we are showing a uh, time cop at Kunstler Brewing in San Antonio, Texas. So if you're in around Southtown in San Antonio, come check out Time Cop. Uh, it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme classic. Uh, it's really, actually, I think I, I maybe his best film. I, I think it's his best film and doing a little bit of research uh, before the screening, it seems mm-hmm. that it is criti- critically d- regarded as one of his best, if not yeah. his I was going to say on on that note, we try not to take up too much time before the screenings when you show up, um, because the coming to Plan X is about watching the movies. We love that people come and like to watch me and Drew run our garbage mouths for five ten minutes, but we don't want to waste your time with us. We want to show you the movie, but we do only show movies we love. We thought it'd be fun to talk about a movie we love, so we are probably going to record like maybe a thirty forty minute podcast just about what we love about Time Cop and some stuff you may want to know about it. That way, if you're interested, you can give it a listen. But if you don't care, uh, you can come to the movie and feel very confident that we won't waste your time with 30 minutes of why this movie full of Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits, breaking all the rules of Einsteinian Einsteinian physics and all that other stuff. 
like we won't we won't completely bombard you yeah so that's that's a great point yeah so we released a special episode pretty early on uh where we had a extended conversation about kind of language and inclusion stuff and i think we're going to start releasing special episodes that are about the movies we're actually showing at the screenings so uh the first one's going to be about time cop we really hope you guys like it um we're just going to talk about why we're showing the movie and why we think it's cool and why we think it's interesting and we'll probably make some jokes about it, but we're not going to be making time cop or making any other movie suggestions. It'll kind of be a little bit different format. Um, so we're going to try it out. If you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, then just skip over it and, and go to the next one and we'll, we'll, we'll keep making shitty movies. Don't worry about that part. Exactly. Again, it's a, it's a special episode. You will know when you see it come up in your iTunes. <laughs> we will make it, yeah, we we'll will, make it visually but, different. <laughs> yes. So, and it will, it will be more, probably more of us talking about ourselves than we would, we, we would care for. But um, that's a pretty good little movie we cooked up. I think uh, you want to do some housekeeping and get out of here, buddy? Yeah, I just have one thing to say. Uh, com is where you can find Brian Aarons. That's uh, the guy who recorded the uh, voiceover for our uh, our podcast here. So if you like what you heard, go check out Brian Aarons at com. And you should definitely check out the band Pinko, who have politely and graciously let us use their song Oedipus Sex as our theme song. It comes off of their self-titled uh, album. They have a band camp and they have some other releases. So please check out Pinko. I'm Drew Hicks. Um, I'm Blair Hicks, and the search for Planet X continues. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. We stole a Jeep with Jake Busey.